Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 14 and uh, meet me at verse 15. I'm going to piggyback. Yes, I believe. I'm going to piggyback off of what we talked about on New Year's Eve. Uh, Matter of fact, I encourage you to go back and listen to that New Year's Eve message for the first time or hear it again. You can get it on truelifefc.org. You can get it on the Apple Podcast, YouTube. You can get it on Spotify. I just heard you can get it on Alexa. Just tell Alexa, play True Life Fellowship Church Podcast. It'll play. Praise God. The word is getting out. Matter of fact, uh, we've had thousands of downloads. I'll, I'll have some figures here pretty soon. But praise God, thousands of sermon downloads. Because we're on every available voice. Glory be to God. And as we piggyback on this message, the Lord tells Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Somebody shout, go forward. forward. Now, New Year's Eve, we talked about how this passage of scripture is in response to the children of Israel leaving Egypt. And as they leave Egypt, they have been enslaved for over 400 years. It's approximately 3 million children of Israel. Moses is leading them out. They're headed to the Red Sea. The Red Sea looks like it's blocking them in because now the Egyptians are chasing them and trying to eliminate them. I mean, they're, they're, they're upset that they let them go and now they want to kill them all. But as they're headed to the Red Sea, the Egyptian army behind them, but in front of them is a unknown uncertainty, a miracle must take place, is the Red Sea. And the people of Israel, they're crying about this. And Moses goes to the Lord and say, what should we do? And the Lord literally says, stop praying and tell the children of Israel to go forward. Now, the word exodus literally means to depart. It means we're getting out of here. And we sure enough got out of 2021, didn't we? We, we got up out of there. We, we exited 2021 so that we can go forward in 2022. But the word forward is a direction. It's a motion. And it's what the Lord has spoken to me this year about our ministry is we are to go forward. Matter of fact, the Lord said to me, go forward, accelerate, and make room for the new in 2022. Go forward, accelerate, and make room for the new in 2022. And so just like the children of Israel are going forward, we are also going forward. Matter of fact, we're going to go forward despite opposition, despite fatigue, despite our past trying to catch up with us, despite people not liking us, despite not having enough wisdom or enough money to do what God's called us to do, we're still going to go forward despite all of that. Matter of fact, Dr. Martin Luther King, the late great Dr. Martin Luther King, I love it. He said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you got to keep moving forward. Somebody shout, go forward. Now, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, the Apostle Paul tells us some very important things here, too. He says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. He says, I don't know everything. I don't understand everything. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead 
He says, I press. Somebody shout, I press. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. He says one thing I do. It sounds like two things, but it's all really one particular thing. I've got to forget the past and I've got to reach forward. I've got to let the past go and I've got to go forward. And then he says, I have to press. So I have to give maximum sustained effort to reach the goal that God has put out there for me. Somebody shout, I press. Man, this is what going forward is all about. It's about forgetting the past and it's about pressing forward. Yes, there are some good things that happened in the past. Guess what? You're going to have to forget that too and press ahead. When I played football, I, there was a league that at this time it was called passing league. And all it really was was all the skill positions, which are the receivers, the running backs, those that have the hands on the ball, along with the quarterback, they go play other teams. So there's no linemen. All the big guys, they're not out there. It's all the skinny, fast guys, you know, that are out there. And, and they, they go and you play these teams during the summer. And when you play these teams, it's very competitive because, you know, a lot of macho-ness out there, but it's a lot of fun. And I had had a great game in this one particular one. I had caught like 10, 10 balls doing well, but the 11th ball came around and I dropped it. And it went through my hands and another guy intercepted it. And then it was my turn again and I dropped it again and went through another guy and intercepted it. And I'll never forget this. I was 17 years old and I'll never forget it. The man told me, the guy on the sideline, he said to me, he said, you have to be consistent. And he said, you, can't, you have to forget what you did in the past in order to go forward in the future. He said, you had a good game, but you can't keep thinking about the good game. You can't keep thinking about the good old things in the past. Or even if 2021 was the best year of your life, you can't keep thinking about that. It's time to move forward now. It's time to press ahead. It's time to go onward. It's time to go forward. In the message translation, Paul tells us in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, he says, I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. Come on, somebody say, I'm off, I'm off. And, running, and running and I'm not turning back. Not say it again. I am off. off. I am running, I'm running and I'm not turning back. That is good news right there. We are off, we're running, and we are not turning back. In Luke 9, 62 in the message, Luke 9, 62 in the message, Jesus said, no procrastination, no backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. No procrastination. It's no longer time to procrastinate now. No backwards looks. Don't put God's kingdom off. Seize the day. Shout, seize the day. day. You got to seize the opportunity that you have before you. It's a new opportunity. It's a new day. We got to seize it. We got to take advantage of it. We got to milk the day for everything it's worth. Seize these God-given opportunities. And And I like this. No backwards look. Matter of fact, look behind you right now. Without turning your body, just look behind you right now. It's look. It's It's really difficult to do. I mean, your neck is hurting. Your neck hurts. I mean, no no need to have no neck pain trying to look back. Just go ahead and keep your eyes forward. Don't hurt yourself looking back. Look forward. God's got great things in store for us. God's got something new for us. He's got something new for us. Amen. And he wants us to look forward. In Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, 
It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. You, shall you not know it? I would even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, now the Lord is saying here, don't remember the things of the past. Don't compare things behind you. Don't consider things of old. I'm going to do a new thing. Somebody shout a new thing. And he says, watch this. I'm going to make a road in the wilderness. Now, that sounds like something very new there. A wilderness means you're lost. There ain't no roads in the wilderness. He said, I'm going to put a road in the wilderness. And he said, I'm going to put a river in the desert. Now, if there's a river in the desert, it's no longer a desert. Did you hear what I said? If there's a river in the desert, it's no longer a desert. God said, I'm going to do something new. Come on, somebody shout new. Yeah. Now, this word new means fresh. How many of you need something fresh in your life? Unused. Glory to God. Unused. Original. Something that's never existed before. God's going to do something that's never existed before. Just beginning and better than what went before. I'm going to do something new. Better than what went before. Unprecedented uncommon and unheard of. Glory to God. The Lord says, behold, I'm going to do a new thing. I mean, I'm looking forward to some new things in 2022. Are you looking forward to some new things? I'm looking forward to some new things this year. God's going to do something new. In Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, in the message translation, Isaiah says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. Glory to God. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. Hallelujah. He says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. I remember back in the day. You remember back in the day, 1970, you know, I was quarterback, you know, and I threw that football. No. He says, don't keep going over old history. Be present. Be alert. I'm about to do something new. Somebody shout, God is about to do something new in me. God is about to do something new in me. Yes, he is. Now, tradition will always resist the new. Tradition, the old ways of doing things will always resist the new. Matter of fact, anytime that change takes place, uh, you will, you will see resistance. People are resistant to change. Um, you can, it can be change at your job, change in the church, just any type of change. There's resistance that initially takes place. But if you're going to make room for the new, you're going to have to be open for change. You're going to have to stop resisting the new. Now, not the immoral. Let me put that in there. Not immorality. We don't embrace immorality. But the new that God wants to do in our life, we're going to have to receive the new. Matter of fact, the new requires traveling in uncharted waters. Something new requires traveling in waters that you have never traveled in before. You're not going to have all the wisdom you need. When God's doing something new in your life, you're going to have to get the wisdom along the way. 
And many of us are, are in a standstill because we don't know what to do, so we're just going to stay here until we know what to do. No, no, no. You're going to move forward, and God will give you the direction as you keep moving forward. Who am I talking to today? Glory be to God. The new will cause insecurities to rise. The new will cause your insecurities to rise because you've never been there before. It's unheard of. It's unprecedented. It's uncommon, and your insecurities will begin to rise up in the new. Someone will talk to you about, hey, let's, do, let's change something, or, or maybe we change this in your life, or, or, or maybe if this changes, there's going to be some resistance. That, especially when you start talking to somebody about changing how they spend their money. Oh, Lord, you want some resistance? They're going to fight you when you start talking about their money. Matter of fact, one particular guy told me one time, never, you should never talk to anybody about your woman or your money. That's, that's, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You, these are the two most, most important things really in your life. You need money in order to operate in this system. You better be talking to someone about your money. And if you're having issues with your lady, you better be talking to somebody and, and get some wise counsel. Praise the Lord. But, but the new will cause insecurities to rise up. So recognize it. Okay, my insecurities are rising. God's doing something new. But the Lord told me through Pastor Devon that to go forward, to accelerate, and to make room for the new in 2022. So therefore, I got to resist these insecurities and turn these insecurities into an asset. Praise God. Recognize it. When I hit 40 years old, I started recognizing and noticing that I'm not the greatest thing since sliced bread. I know some of y'all still think you are. But when I was 20, I thought I was God's gift to the earth, man. I, I just thought, hey, everybody loves me. And if you don't love me, that's on you. I still feel like that. If you don't love me, that's on you. But I started seeing a lot more of my flaws. And I started seeing a lot more of my insecurities. And getting married would definitely help you see that, by the way. But I started seeing a lot more of it. And now I embrace it. Like, okay, that's me. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn that into an asset. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to not try to be like that. I'm not going to try to do that. I'm going to work on it because I can recognize it. And that's what the new will cause you to do. It'll cause you to work on some things in your life so that you can make room. Somebody shout, make room. Leviticus 26.10 in the message translation says this. Leviticus 26.10 in the message says, I'll give you my full attention. I'll make sure you prosper. Make sure you grow in numbers and keep my covenant with you in good working order. You'll still be eating from last year's harvest when you have to clean out the barns to make room for the new crops. Hallelujah. Who received that word? He says here, I'm, God is saying, I'm going to give you my full attention. Glory be to God. If God is saying, I'm going to give you my full attention, that is good news right there. I'm going to give you my attention. Whoever on earth that you respect, that you uh, uh, look up to, that, that you believe can help you, and if they turn to you and say, I'm going to give you my full attention, man, that's good news. That means you're going to think about me. But the Lord most high, is giving us his full attention. He says, I'll make sure you prosper. Hallelujah. That means I don't have to make sure I prosper. God is going to make sure I prosper. I'll make sure you grow in numbers. That's a word for true life. Glory be to God. We're growing in 22. Our influence is increasing this year. He says, and listen, it could be financial numbers. Some of you need to increase financially. God said, I'm going to make sure you grow. 
in numbers and keep my good covenant working with you in good order. And I love this part. You'll still be eating from last year's harvest when you have to clean out the barns to make room for the new crops to make room. Say to make room. Say it again, to make room. One more time, to make room. This year, we're stepping out of fear and we're walking into something new. Say, listen to me now. We are stepping out of fear and we're walking into the unknown because God's known is in our unknown. When something is unknown, that means God knows exactly what's going on. And we are stepping like they did in the children of Israel, getting out of the wilderness to head towards the Red Sea. They begin to step into unpredictable, uh, doubt. They begin to step into uh, areas that were unclear and they had to go to the Red Sea. There's no bridge they were going to walk over. Okay, they had to go like, Lord, what are you going to do here? And little did they know the Lord was going to open up the Red Sea. And they were going to walk on dry land. I've been seeing pictures of the Israelites walking through the Red Sea with mud on their shoes. They didn't have no mud on their shoes. They walked on dry land. Glory be to God. That's a miracle that took place. And they went towards the unknown, the unpredictable, the scary, the doubtful, the, the unclear. And God produced something new. We ain't never seen that before. And he produced something new in their life, opening up the Red Sea. I declare, I prophesy over you that the new will take place in your life. Something new will take place and God will get all the glory for it. But here's the key. Listen to me now. Here's the key. Scripture there tells us to make room. To make room. To make room. To make room means to set something aside. Let me give you an example. If I'm at my office, and I'm going to bring in a 32-inch TV and I'm going to put it on my office desk. I'm going to have to make room on that desk for the 32-inch TV to sit on that desk. That means I'm going to have to set some things aside to make room for the new. Uh, God is bringing in the new and I've got to move some things around. What if you believe in God for a car? Say, Lord, I believe you for a new car. But your garage has no room in it for the car to get in. You got junk and you got clutter and you got extra that needs to be given away. But you got all this clutter. You say, like, God, I'm believing for a new car. You better start making room for the new car. If you believe in God for it, start making room right now for the new. Some of you believe in God for things to occur in your life, in your family, but your schedule is so cluttered. You got a lot of junk going on in your schedule. You can't even make room in your schedule. And you're saying, God, I'm believing for the new, but God's saying, make room for it. Set time for it. Maybe you got to wake up a little earlier to make room for the Lord. Maybe you got to uh, stay, a little, stay up a little later to make room for the, for the Lord. Uh, maybe you got to tell someone, no, I can't talk to you right now because I'm making room for the Lord in my life. You got to make room. You got to set some things aside so that you can make room for the new. And God's word for us is to go forward, accelerate. We'll talk about that in the next couple of weeks and to make room for the new. We got to set some things aside this year so that the new 
can have its way. And I'm going to tell you, the new is going to come in and it won't be convenient. The new is going to come and it's not going to be by your convenience. Uh, let me give you an example. Some people have this category where, you know, it's God, it's family, and then it's work, and then it's church, and everything falls on this category. The new is not going to do that. The new is going to come in, and you got to make room for it. And here's what, here's what, here's what some people do. Well, if it's, if, if this new opportunity comes as well, oh, you know, you got God, and, and, and we got family, oh, shoot, man, I, and we got, oh, shoot, man, I, I don't have room for the new. No, you got to make the room for the new. I was reading this story. This is so good. I was wondering where I'm going to put this in. I thought it was going to be a later message, but I'm going to put it in right now. This, this up-and-coming lawyer uh, had his second baby. He was in the a, in a, in a maternity ward, and wife delivered the second baby, and he's a guy that's just trying to get his feet off the ground. He gets a call while he's in the maternity ward. And says, hey, I need you to represent a guy right now. And he needs lawyer representation. I thought about you. Represent him. We need him right now. And he's like, well, I'm in the hospital. And he said, where are you guys? I'm, I'm 25 minutes away. This is where they were. And he's got a dilemma here. Do I stay at the hospital? Or do I go and make room for the new with this new opportunity? Now, traditionally, most people, in my, well, God, family, this, that, and the third, and it's like, I, I got to pass up this opportunity. Maybe you do, but maybe you don't. You know who the God that they wanted him to represent was this brand new actor named Will Smith. This guy is still Will Smith's lawyer to this day. Will had never even been on TV before, but he needed representation. This lawyer made room for the new. And this opportunity came to him. And I bet he's made millions over the years simply by just making room. You're going to have to make room. Yeah, you're going to have to make room. You're going you're gonna to have to say, uh, I, I can't, you know what? I can't do that. I got to make room for this new. You're going to have to say, you know what? I really love getting 10 hours of sleep, but I'm going to have to stay awake. To make room for this opportunity, the new. I'm believing God for opportunities to come your way, but you're going to have to make room for it. Matter of fact, in 2 Kings chapter 4, take a look at this with me. 2 Kings chapter 4, I believe it's verse 8, and uh, we'll read through verse, I believe, to verse 13. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. So now, so now it happened one day that Elijah went to uh, Shuman, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shumanite woman 
And when he called for her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us for all this care. What can I do for you? Now, pause there. I want to back up and go back to verse 10 there, if you don't mind. I believe it's 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 10. Look at, look at this. She says to her husband, please let us make a small upper, let us make a small, let us make a, a let us make a room. Let us make room. Let us make room for the man of God. Let's make room for him. And then go to verse 13. When she made room for the man of God, the man of God said to her, what can I do for you? When she made room for God. See, when you make room for the man of God, you make room for God. And then the man of God heard from God and said, you've made room for me. What can I do for you? Hallelujah. You got, she set aside some things. They had to build a room. That means they spent some money to make room for the man of God, to make room for God. And God said, what can I do for you? And, and, and here's the key to that. She initially said, well, there's, there's really nothing you could do for me. And Gehazi finds out to continue the story, well, she has no children. So it's a miracle that needs to take place. She has no children. Biology says she can't have kids. And Elijah tells her, by this time next year, you will birth a son. And lo and behold, a son came and made room. When she made room for God, God provided her with a son. To continue the story, the son died prematurely. They find out about it. They come back. Elijah, by the grace of God, raises him from the dead. We're talking about miracles taking place simply because this woman made room for God. When you make room, God, it will literally ask you, what can I do for you? See, many of you want God to do some things for you, but you're not willing to make the room. Not willing to set aside some things so that God will move in your life. And, and here's some two things I'm going to leave you with. Ministry moment here. I want to leave you with these two things. Uh-huh. One, you're going to have to renew your mind. You're going to have to change the way you think. What does that simply mean? That means I'm going to have to change my attitude and I've got to make room for the new. I'm going to have to change what I thought about in the past. I might even have to work on changing what has happened in my past because sometimes things that happen in your past, you think were going to happen in your future. But here's the thing. Past performance doesn't indicate <laughs> that these future results, meaning your past can't hold you back. Something new can happen for you right now. And God says, I want to bring the new to you. So one, you're going to have to renew your mind. You're going to have to change your attitude and you're going to have to begin to consider the new in your life. And number two, you're going to have to leave the past behind the good and the bad 
Just leave it behind. Set aside time to make room for the new. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead. Thank you.